JJC Podcast Experience, bringing you the content, the stories, and the insights. Hey to you that's listening to this podcast. Today, um, I'm just going to be talking about what we can take away from this COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Sipa Joja, and yeah, stay tuned for more information. Online, on your smartphone, or on your favorite podcast app, this is the JJC Podcast Experience. So the first thing that we can take away is to appreciate your family and friends. I think all of us take our family and friends for granted. And, you know, it's a situation of where, especially for me, I think I just, I began to see how important my family was during this pandemic. And, you know, there's a saying that you never know how important something is to you until you lose it. And I didn't want to have to lose any God forbid any of my family members or any of my friends before I realized how important they were and appreciating them. So I think I just realized that it's important to, even though, yes, we appreciate our family members and friends, but to actually show them that we appreciate them, do something nice for them, you know, while they're still here with us. Because, you know, life is short and just show them that appreciation, that would go a long way. The second thing that I really realized is that, Life is too short, you know, make a difference now. I think we all, especially as teenagers, we have this tendency or this mindset of this, you know, when I'm older, when, when I'm older mindset, no, I'll start to f- pursue my career when I'm older, you know, I'll start to read more when I'm older, you know, I'll focus on my sp- spirituality when I'm older, but that tomorrow is not guaranteed for anyone, you know, especially with this COVID-19 thing, and it showed us that even teenagers were passing away from it. So whatever you wanted to do, do it now. Make that difference now, you know. You don't have to wait for 10 years later until to follow your passion. You can start reading up now. Start actually doing things now, you know. If you're really passionate about giving back to society, there's so many youth forums that you can actually join, youth groups, youth organizations that are doing exactly that, you know, outreaches, and you don't have to wait until you're older. So just, it made me realize that I could start doing things now. And I actually started an organization called Pagama, which is big, giving back to the community, you know, giving back pads, giving back, you know, all sorts of things to the community. And that is one of the things that I was able to realize that I can make that mark and I can make my mark now. The third thing that I'm just going to talk about is enhancing your scope of knowledge and skill sets. So I think with this um, lockdown, which was a, which was a, a, a way of combating COVID-19, um, I think we all like, had so much time on our hands. And we had time to increase our knowledge and skill sets and to learn more and read more, you know, because we had so much more time to ourselves. And I think for me personally, I read so much. I agree so much during that lockdown, you know, it actually I came out a better person than I was going in. And I think that we must just continue in that way. You know, not only during lockdown, but we should constantly be learning and advancing our skill set. I'm not talking about school, you know. There's a difference between education and learning. I'm not talking about getting an education now because everyone does that, you know? That's what school's for. I'm talking about learning. I'm talking about um, actually pursuing what you like, you know? Getting knowledgeable on things that interest you, you know? Reading after school, reading up on things that you might have learned in school, you know? 
and stuff like that, you know, just enhancing your knowledge and skill set outside of school. I think that was also something very important that we should all be doing. The fourth thing is um, that, that, that I think I can take away from this pandemic is the value of education. I think what, what I, I heard someone say was that inequality in education has always been there. But this COVID-19 pandemic just like exacerbated it, just like it put the spotlight on that inequality because private school kids and, you know, um, kids from middle and upper classes, they, when they went home, um, I'm assuming here, but um, most likely they, they, had the ex- they had access to resources like Wi-Fi, you know, so they could do online learning, data. If they didn't have Wi-Fi, their parents had money for data. And they could continue learning from home. But children from less disadvantaged schools, where there's barely even running water, you can't tell me that when they went home, that, that you know, they had the, the necessary resources to learn from home, like Wi-Fi and stuff. So just because they don't have access to that resources now, now they, their years are, um, are being extended into next year, 2021, and they're also falling behind on their schoolwork now because of circumstances that are outside of their control, not because they're not smart enough, not because they're not capable, but because of their socioeconomic circumstance. So I think that inequality in education just needs to be addressed, you know, and specifically, I always say that we need to give students access, access to the resources to get an education because the education in itself is important, but in order to, to, to do well in that education, you need access to resources, you need a library, you need printing facilities, you need science labs, you need IT labs, you know. Access to those resources must be made available to all students, regardless of your socioeconomic circumstance. And that's how we'll bridge this inequality in education. Now, for the changes that I think that, that need to be made, the first thing that I can talk about is the reduction of unemployment. What's interesting is they released the unemployment stats and they said unemployment actually went down. And that is because of the definition of unemployment. Unemployment is when a person is actively looking or seeking a job but cannot find a job. And because of COVID-19, people aren't even looking for jobs anymore, you know. So I'm guessing that they're just relying on the social grants. And that's why the unemployment rate went down, but in actual facts and reality, it's really high. So I think that was just very concerning, you know, just for our country and, you know, just the economy in general. And I think, like I always preach, is the best way to tackle unemployment is to do business because business creates jobs and grow and, and jobs help alleviate um, poverty. And you can't be unemployed if you have a job, you know, because if you have a job, you're employed. So I think business should should be the at the center of focus. At, like if you look at South African businesses, like uh, Batu SA is a very good example, owned by Theo Baloyi. I don't know if they've reached the 100 mark, but I know they're close to employing over 100 people. You know, those are 100 more jobs created from Batu SA. And we can have more local brands like that creating jobs. It doesn't even have to be big companies like, you know, your Pepcos or your Pick and Pairs. It can also be like relatively new companies like Batu SA. And you can take it one step further and say even informal businesses like Spaza Shops also create jobs. So in terms of the micro-macro um, economy, we just need to be focusing on 
those things and job creation. And then the second thing is better health care. We saw that there was a backlog um, in the hospitals and, you know, they were struggling to give everyone access to the health care that they needed because of the sheer amount of patients coming in infected with COVID-19. And it just showed us that in South Africa, we really have to work on the healthcare system. And I know this NHI um, proposal, that's what they're doing to give like almost a sort of national healthcare to everyone. So you'll see how that rolls out. But I'm sure that the government does have policies in place that they're trying to implement to, to, to give people, the citizens of South Africa, better healthcare because that is an issue. Um, changes also need to be made in eliminating inequality in education, like I've said previously. And lastly, what I will say is corruption. We saw now when they gave out the COVID-19 relief funds, they were speaking of billions of rands being lost to corruptions, dodgy tender dealings, you know. And people also tend to hide corruption in in terms, in, in under BEE, you know, give it to a company just because they're BEE compliant, but they actually are not qualified to actually, you know, do the job that you're actually paying them for. Or you just pay them the money because they're BEE, um, BEE compliant, and then they pay off that money to corrupt um, officials and politicians. So corruption is a big problem, not only in South Africa, but in the world. But in the South African context, it's literally taking money away from the poor. It's taking away money that could have been used to to keep businesses alive, to give people food and um um and and grants that actually needed, you know, to for money that could have been um you know helped to stimulate the economy, money that could have been used to give people more people access to Wi-Fi in rural areas, you know, to actually improve schools, you know, give them access to the resources that they need for education, to building school labs, to building more schools. You know, things like that, buying school children equipment and stuff. That that money could have been used in so many ways to advance the people of South Africa, but it's been eaten by corruption um, by the hands of the greedy and dodgy officials and greedy politicians. So corruption is a weed that needs to be rooted out and taken out of our society. So in conclusion, there's many things we can take away from this COVID-19. You know, it's not, it is... Um, a real worldwide, worldwide problem, but there is many things that we can take away from it at the end of the day, and there's many lessons that we can learn from COVID-19. Thank you for listening, and hope you listen to more of my podcasts. This podcast was brought to you by the Johannesburg Junior Council in partnership with Red Radio.